What's up, everybody? It's Dan from the Binder Boneyard, coming at you from the new office, staring out my window at my Bridgeport. Um, <laughs> still haven't got to run it. I uh, have no tooling, just not wired up. So it's just a really sweet stereo stand right now. Um, yeah, it is uh, Saturday night for me right now. Uh, it's windy, stormy outside. This weather is still terrible. Uh, I don't understand why it's like this. This isn't typical Central Oregon weather. So um, yeah, it's kind of kind of a little downer, frustrating, but whatever. Um, thank you everybody for listening in. Um, I know it's been about a week since the last one. I am slowly ramping these back up. Uh, you know, they cost money to make and, um, you know, with the business being down for almost two months and coming back with expenses and certain things, uh, you know, trying to out of pocket these podcasts is, um, you know, a little bit lower on the priority chain, you know, behind my phone bill and eating. Um, so please bear with me as uh, we slowly start to bring these things back up to full speed again. Uh, you know, that's why the Patreon donations are so important uh, because they pay for this stuff, you know, um, those monthly donations, you know, this, this stuff doesn't, uh, doesn't pay for itself. So, uh, you know, all the, all the donations and whatnot, um, you know, just super helpful to help keep these things going. So if you're a new listener, um, you know, thank you. Please subscribe. Please tell a friend. Please like it. Please share it. Um, feel free to ask questions. You can, you know, email me at uh, binderboneyardpodcast at gmail. You can hit me on the social medias. Um, you know, I'm all over the Instagram and the Facebook and whatnot. So, um you know, you can definitely reach out there and uh, let me know what's going on. Anything you want to hear, anything you want to see on YouTube, because we're ramping up the YouTube channel, uh, bringing subscribers in there. Been uh, picked up 25 subscribers in a week, so I know that's not much uh, in the scheme of big YouTube channels, but uh, every little bit helps for us. So, you know, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you again for all the stuff that you guys do for for us here so um appreciate the patience that some of you guys are having uh, as far as getting parts getting things gas tanks stuff you've ordered um you know we are still trying to find some of these parts <laughs> we're still getting things there's receipt books that are filled out that i can't find so i'm trying to get contact information from people that ordered stuff a month and a half ago and said no big deal just you know send it when you can and now i can and I don't know who I'm sending it to. So uh, thank you for everybody that's that's suffering through that with us. Uh, so uh, we've been parting out a 65 C-Series uh, pickup. I call it C-Series because that's just kind of the slang for anything from 61 to 68. Uh, just referred to as a C. 
So um, we've been parting out the 65. It was a two-wheel drive, three-quarter ton. It was a 1,200. Um, it had some issues, uh, unknown drivetrain. Uh, it was two-wheel drive, three-quarter ton, so not super uh, sought after either. Um, had some interior parts were missing, some stuff. It just kind of came in as a half-assed parts truck and it's just decided to go all the way with it so in parting it out i've made some youtube videos about certain things um how to pull steering wheel how to check your horn button um funny little things we found under the seat found some old magazines things like that so um that's what i want to talk about today is not old magazines it is uh, uh horn wiring and I know it's a very specific topic. Uh, it's amazing how many of us don't have horns. My black truck, my travelette that I drive every damn day, the horn does not work in it. Uh, and I have not delved into it far enough to figure out why, because uh, I kind of just don't care. Uh, just, you know, horns broken, watch for finger kind of thing. So, um, but we're gonna walk, uh, walk through like how the horn works on the majority of the rigs out there the 50s trucks are weird because they have a wire that runs up the column like up the center of the column from the steering box and uh it's pretty much a ground and you just you know when you push it it grounds out um so the way the horn works on most of these things is there's a relay uh, on the C-Series. It's hooked to the brake bracket uh, on the, the pedal, the pedal assembly. On the Scout 800s and the 80s, it's under the hood uh, by the brake master cylinder. There's a little black or, or silver um, relay there. Some people call it a sardine can, depending on which old timer you're talking to. Uh, the... D series pickups, the 6975s, they're under the hood as well, uh, kind of up in that inner fender firewall area. Again, little rectangle can looking thing. Uh, and that is a relay. So when it, it's constantly hot on one side, because I believe the horn works all the time, even when the key is off. Um, so it's hot all the time. And then there's the wire going to the horn itself. And then there's the wire coming from the horn button. And so what essentially happens is the horn button is the ground for the relay. So when the horn button grounds, that allows power to transfer through the wire to the horn itself. Um, so what, you know, the very first thing we do a lot of times is take a test light Make sure it's grounded good. Put it in that. Pull the pull the wire off the end of the horn. Jam your test light in there, and have somebody hit the hit the horn. Key on and key off, just in case. And if it doesn't light up, then go back. You know, plug it back in. And then go back up to the relay. Pull that plug there, and just see if it's hot. See if there's a hot wire coming in all the time. If there's no hot wire, then you know, need to figure out where that wire is coming from. Usually it comes from the fuse panel. Uh, 
hopefully you checked the fuse first before you did anything. Um, and sometimes the fuse will indicate you to other problems. Like what will happen a lot of times is you'll have a, f you know, you'll get there and you'll go, oh, geez, the fuse is bad. You put a fresh fuse in, hit the horn button, and it works for like two seconds and then blows the fuse again. So then that lets you know that you've got some issue in the horn itself. It's drawing too much power uh, for whatever reason, or it's taking too much power to operate. So either the horn, the little, what do you call it, snail shell of the horn has um, filled up with dirt, filled up with rust, whatever that's going on in there. I've never taken a horn apart. I'm not sure what, is there a diaphragm in there or something? I don't, I don't know. I don't care. All I know is that when I put power to it, does it blow my eardrums out or not? And so sometimes the horns themselves are bad internally, uh, which is fairly common, believe it or not, because they don't get used very often. Uh, you know, you might use a horn once a month, maybe, depending on where you are. Uh, you know, maybe if you lived in Los Angeles or LA, you might use it every hour. But you know, New York or LA, whatever, it just depends. Um, so there's that to check, you know, and if the fuse is good and the relay is getting power and you hit the horn button and it still doesn't work, then now you know that it's in the column, firewall, column. So you'll slide under there and on the 800s and C-series, it's a separate wire. It's a yellow wire with a clear connector. That's the horn wire. You can unhook it there and then ground that connection and that's the ground you're simulating the horn button being depressed and ground that out. And if it's still, if it makes noise, but then you hook it back up and you hit the button, then you know the problem's in the button. If you ground it out there and it doesn't make noise, and but you've got power at the relay, then it's pretty much certain that the horn itself is no good. Uh, so, you know, just weird. You can troubleshoot it from one direction or the other or start in the middle and work your way back. I don't, you know, whatever. Hopefully you start with the fuse first and then go to the horn itself, you know, and then go from there um, so then alright you verified the horn is good the relay is good the fuse is good and now you're in the column so pop your horn button which on most of them you press down with the palm of your hand and you rotate the button itself you know from the 12 o'clock to the two o'clock position it's not a, a big rotation it doesn't take much press and turn and then the button normally comes off in your hand or you know two of the teeth will let go and then you just kind of wiggle off the third one underneath there there'll be a spring and a cup so for the 800s and c series there will be a spring and a metal cup and a ring with some hardware on it um that ring has a screw that goes through the steering wheel and contacts another ring under the steering wheel. So 
what you can do is when you pull the horn off, pull, I'm sorry, hold, pull the horn button off, and you, you know, the cup and the little spring come out, then you should be able to take a pair of pliers or something and jump across from the the ring with the three fingers on it to the shaft, the steering shaft. That's the ground. You're essentially making the horn button action. And uh, if it doesn't honk, then you need to take the steering wheel off. If it does honk, then you know there's a connection problem under the button. So it's that spring isn't letting the cup touch the ring because the spring is what grounds the back of the button or the cup. Um, that's kind of the final transfer of it, of the grounding. So um, you can make sure the top of the steering shaft is shined up, make sure the spring is clean on both ends, make sure the cup is clean, make sure the ring with the fingers on it is clean where the cup is going to contact it. And, uh, you know, that, that can get it going again. If that, none of that does it, then you need to pull the, pull the steering wheel, which I walked through in my YouTube video. You can find that. And underneath the steering wheel is the backside of the underside <laughs> of the steering wheel is a ring and you'll see that it'll have a tab where the long screw from the finger ring above screws all the way through the wheel and contacts that tab. Then you'll notice on the column, there is a little copper button sticking up that you can tell has been rubbing on something and it should have a yellow wire on it. It's that same yellow wire that corresponds with the harness under the dash. If that, you should be able to take that and jump to the center shaft of the column and that should make the horn honk. If everything else is correct, grounded good, good power, and all of that, you verified it all, when you touch that yellow wire to the column center, it should honk. So now you need to make sure that, that there's a spring that rides underneath that copper button make sure that's still there and functioning if it's not holding the copper button up to touch the ring under the steering wheel then you're not going to get contact and you're not going to get your horn so hopefully all that makes sense you can review the youtube video uh, and that goes into some of that and that's how it is for the c series and scout 800s the d series is similar it has a plastic ring with screws that have little plastic collars and there's actually a wire that touches the collar with the plastic screws plastic collars i should say and then touches the steering wheel that's how it transfers the ground signal across instead of using a spring in the center underneath the horn button it uses that ring to make the ground contact uh, so it's kind of similar but just a little bit different when you pull your horn button you'll see it and it'll kind of make some sense um, but hopefully that is 
good enough. Um, you know, it's all about troubleshooting. And I've talked about that in the past as far as tools to have. A test light is invaluable. You don't need to have a voltmeter. I mean, you, a voltmeter is very nice, and I recommend everyone have one. But to do these kinds of troubleshooting tasks, a simple test light is uh, is all you need. Some of the fancy voltmeters have test lights built in, I think. I don't know. I don't use one uh, of the fancy ones, so I I don't know. But the uh, but a, a test light isn't very expensive. It's cheap insurance for you know doing these sorts of troubleshooting. So. I recommend everybody have a little stab tester test light. Uh, so hopefully uh, that helped. I'm going to hang it up a little early tonight. Um, like I said, just getting back into these things. So kind of getting my groove. Um, hopefully start getting uh, work going back out the door, getting things together and, uh, and you know, can get some real content moving again. So um, again, Thank you, everyone. You can find me on all the socials, YouTube. Go over there, watch our videos, like them, share them, subscribe to the channel, and uh, you know everyone. Everyone benefits from these sorts of things. So, uh, again, thank you, and until next time, I'm Dan from the Binder Boneyard. Yeah.